0: The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: As children, we are forever asking the question, why? Why? Yet, at some point, as we move into adulthood, the question gets easily answered with something similar to, just because. Why did we stop asking, why? Welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show, a program where we not only strive to answer those why questions, but we'll find out how to ask more, and not settle for, just because. Now, here's Mickey Ellison.
2: Welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show, where we are going to consistently and constantly answer or ask the question, why? And uh, the reason we're asking the question, why, is because we've been taught for so long to just take take just because. As we get older, we start saying just because, simply because I think we're too lazy to answer the question. Today, I'm really excited because I have uh, someone who is a part of my Sunday routine on the, on the show with us, and... He actually makes me a little nervous because he's a professional in this business, but uh, I have Mike Slater. See if I get this right, Mike. Mike Slater, young conservative, and we are here to create a few more Slater Crusaders.
3: I like it. That's what I like to do. All righty. Thank
2: you. Well, one of the reasons I had wanted to have you on the show is I think you have, you have created something called the Liberty Tree app. And um, you know, we live in, in, in some strange times today, and, and – uh, yeah, you let's know, let's talk a little bit about – tell me a little bit about yourself and and what your goal is with your show. Mike is the uh, the host of what is it called? Mike Slater, Young Conservative on Sirius XM, The Patriot.
3: Yeah, that's, and, uh, that's the Sunday show, and then uh, every day, uh, the hometown here is San Diego, uh, so we just have the Mike Slater show uh, from nine to noon Pacific time uh, every day here in San Diego too.
2: All righty. Well, and, and, you know, it's feeling like San Diego here today. I'm actually getting excited that we're going to be going out to baseball practice with my kids a little bit later because it's 75 degrees in Wichita, Kansas in, in early tight. March.
3: You can, uh, you can chump us. We're, we're about 75 and sunny here in San Diego right now. So uh, <laughs> life, life is good, man. I don't want to rub it into everyone else across the country where it's not even close to that. But let's uh, let's celebrate where it is at least.
2: Uh, hey, we'll take it when we can get it. A week ago, we had uh, we had winds of about thirty miles an hour and wind chill factors below zero. So, yeah, uh, you know, we didn't even, we didn't even have scheduled practice for today. I just looked at the weather and said, "Heck, dude, we got to go outside. It, it's killing me." Um, <laughs> but um, let's talk a little bit about the the Liberty Tree. I had written something down here earlier that I, I thought I would read, and you know, the Declaration of Independence was signed in July of, of seventeen seventy six. But the the seeds for independence and the seed for freedom and liberty. Those seeds were planted well before uh, the Declaration was ever signed. And tell me a little bit about the Little Liberty Tree and and what you hope to do with it.
3: Yeah, well, let's uh, give you the background of the story first. Uh, So, as you said, the seeds were planted well before 1776. So uh, I think a turning point was 1765. And that's when the British passed the Stamp Act. And the Stamp Act was a, a tax on... Everything, everything with paper. Uh, So documents, pamphlets, newspapers, playing cards, contracts, anything with paper. Uh, So for a lot of reasons, uh, some obvious, uh, the the colonists did not like this at all. Uh, So the colonists started to meet underneath a giant elm tree on the corner of uh, Essex and Washington Street in Boston. And that's where they discussed the ideas of freedom and liberty, that eventually sparked pretty quickly, sparked a revolution. Um, so one of the principles I mean I'm a conservative, um, and we discuss conservatives and our founding principles uh, on the show all the time, and, and I just think it's time that we have a 21st century Liberty tree, a place where conservatives all across the country can meet together uh, underneath a, uh, a, a new place, and where yeah, we live in an era where more people use Facebook on their phone than sure. uh, than on their computer. And there's so, I mean, we just spent so much time on our phone. Uh, We wanted to, uh, we thought it would be best if we could meet people there. So we created this app. Uh, It just came out a few weeks ago, and it's going great. And So I just want to invite uh, everyone listening now to meet underneath the 21st Century Liberty Tree. Free download in the App Store. So uh, go ahead and uh, and we'll connect on our phone. So that's sort of the the background premise of uh, what we're trying to do.
2: Well, and if you're listening to the uh, – obviously, if you're hearing this, you're listening to the show. That was kind of redundant. But <laughs> if you go to the Mickey Ellison, uh, Mickey Ellison page on Voice America Variety, you can also see a, a link that will – it's a landing page that will show you how to do it as well. I downloaded it, Mike, the, the first week I think it was that you actually announced it. And yeah. um, I haven't spent as much time as I would like to there because I got two kids coaching baseball, basketball, right. and, and trying to run a financial planning business at the same time. But, you know, what it excites me about it is, unlike what the colonists had to go through to to go to this, this elm tree in, in Boston, we can do it all over the country. You and I are connecting with one another, and we're, I don't know, 2,000 miles apart, 1,500 miles apart. And, you know, it's really exciting to, to me. And, and sometimes I think we get caught up in, in conservative. And, you know, I, conservative. You know, I'm conservative. When you talk about being the young conservative and looking at your picture, you're, you're considerably younger than I am. But I was I was the guy going to Vanderbilt and and you know Vanderbilt is not exactly the most conservative university. If you can find a, a conservative university, uh, I, I would I would yeah. love to know. I mean Hillsdale College maybe. But uh you know, I was the guy that would go to class, get my indoctrination and before baseball practice would go sit over by the by the football stadium. You know where that football stadium is since you told me yep, the story absolutely. before we got 'em. I would sit there. I would, I would stop at Wendy's. You know, I'm eating the 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 uh, meal for champions for a college athlete with, with a uh-huh. single and some French fries right before practice. And I would get my fill of Rush Limbaugh at the time. And uh, you know, it's it's come so far today. I mean, you guys have such a lineup with with uh, um, SiriusXM with Mike Church and and Andrew Wilkow. Uh, to go along with some of the other guys like Lynn Beck and people that, that have been heard of, but you know I enjoy what you, Andrew, and, and Mike Church do. Is and Not knocking you, but Mike Church is like going to, to school every day. I mean, I have this guy <laughs> set up as my morning workout routine. Rather mm-hmm. than listening to, to music, I'm listening to, to Mike Church.
3: I think um, I will I – don't, I don't want to speak on behalf of these guys, and I'm sure they'll come on your show one of these days, uh, but Mike Church and Will Cow. Uh, and we try on, on Mike Slater's show as well um, to not just complain about things. so easy to complain, um, and that's just not good enough, it's not, not, not by a long shot. So uh, we have to learn. We have to learn about where we came from, uh, because I love the theme of your show about asking why. We have to learn where we came from, why our founding fathers did what they did, why they risked their lives to do what they did so that we can live in freedom Today, and I think once we understand those principles, then uh, we can really start to move forward in, in the right direction and not aimlessly. You know, we talk about principles a lot. It's like principles are. It's just a roadmap. Like if I if I uh, if you asked me to go to Kansas just to drive to Kansas and I just aimlessly just went in a direction, like I probably wouldn't make it to your baseball field where you're going to be coaching this afternoon. But <laughs> you use a map, and the map is just principles. It's it's people who have driven from San Diego to Kansas before, and mm-hmm. they know the best way to go. So we're just going to use the principles that we know, uh, and we're going to get to where we know we can be. That's all. Well, and, and it's freedom and liberty. We we are, yeah. You know,
2: we are so surrounded by government that I don't even know that we recognize that it's there. You know, I'll tell you no. a story. In and in, in the financial planning business that I'm in, and I I have the CFP. Certification and, and all the, the fancy stuff with the beautiful Vanderbilt thing on my wall. One day I'm sitting in my office and I look across at my, at my bookshelf that has all the, the books that I used to study to become a CFP. And then something just clicked in my mind and said, oh my gosh. How much of that stuff would even exist if we lived in a in a truly free society? We're Absolutely. talking about estate planning, and, and, and I'm not saying don't do estate planning, but good heavens! Read a story you, you uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, that just passed away uh, several months ago. I'm sitting in my office, Mike, one day, and I, I get this this uh, email from Investment News each and every, every day, and the first thing it says was was, was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman a Basically, it's like a tragedy after his death. I may have even sent you the the writing that I did on that. And the the tragedy was that he was not um, he was not married to the lady who he had lived with for the last eleven to twelve years. And frankly, to me, other than doing a ceremony, they they had, from what I understand, a monogamous relationship. So it's not like they were they were just shacking up. Um, they had three kids together, and simply because he didn't do his estate planning the way that the state should said he should do it that his his family is in risk. They're they're going to probably lose fifty five percent of their assets just because they didn't do a trust. Oh,
3: unbelievable! And, and and if these people had enough money, they had all the resources available to them, and you now still couldn't follow the. What I'm sure our feet worth of loss <laughs> piled high. Uh, I was totally out of control on a local level here in San Diego recently. Um, affordable housing has been a big issue here. Uh, we don't need to do the whole backstory, story, but basically they just wanted to raise taxes and use that money to build more affordable housing. And I just think that's such the wrong-headed approach. And we started to actually ask, why is housing so expensive in San Diego? Um, and it's not just because it's really nice here and sunny. There's so many regulations and laws on everything from the size uh, that a lot has to be to put a house on it to where you're allowed to build housing, to how high that the units can be. They can't be uh, over 30 feet in the area where I live. Well, that hurts the, uh, the supply that limits the supply of housing, so it can't meet the demand. So the prices are high. Uh, people will call in and uh, contractors and say, listen, I bought this lot. It cost me $300,000 just in permits and fees and regulations before I even put a shovel in the ground. So obviously all these regulations are making the cost of housing Expensive for everyone, and that's hurting low income people the most. So, I love what you said. Like, we don't even realize how much government is around us all the time, and it's on such such simple, mundane things, even as housing. Uh, But it's hurting a lot of people.
2: Yeah, it is hurting a lot of people. And, you know, the crazy thing is we just looked at at, uh, 12 acres of land and a 3,000 square foot house out here in Wichita, and it was less than what you said that lot cost.
3: Oh, I mean, the housing here in San Diego is out of control. (laughs) And, like I said, there's a million reasons why. Uh, and you do society. live in paradise, too, if you if you could just get the government out of the way. Yeah, well, I mean, guys, don't even – maybe a different segment. We could talk about California in general, but it's uh, totally out of control. But, um, yeah, I mean, every, every single aspect of our life, government is involved. And uh, at the very least, it costs people a lot of money. And, uh, again, that hurts low-income people the most. I got a, I hate to admit this, but I had a late fee for a DMV payment uh, the other day. It was a $131 late fee my car registration and okay. purely my laziness but 131 dollars i can afford 131 dollars. just annoying but to someone who makes minimum wage right someone yeah. who makes eight dollars an hour that's three days of work all because they couldn't pay a DV, uh, they didn't pay a dmv payment which they probably didn't pay because they couldn't afford the original payment so like the all these taxes and fees and regulations a lot of people think are great they're hurting low-income people the most so it's, you're not being compassionate when you think of all these regulations, when you support all these regulations
2: and whatnot. And, and, and I have other reasons why I think the, the price of housing is so high, even throughout the, throughout the nation. And, and, and it's, not, it's not just the rules and regulations. It's this other entity that happens to print a lot of money that uh, – uh, you know, it, it's debt. Debt is the reason. Mm-hmm. I, I was telling someone not too long ago, and I think we're actually coming up on a break, but uh, yep. I was telling someone the other day, we we're talking about you know, the, the cost of college. The cost of college gotcha. is so expensive because we have unlimited dollars of of federal money coming to to pay for college. There's no incentive to lower the the cost of college, nope. and and you remember during the during the the debate with uh, with Pre- uh, President Obama and uh, and Mitt Romney when I don't remember specifically what was said, but President Obama was so. So excited about making student loans more affordable to to the people who are trying to go to school, uh, and I just wanted to jump through the television and go, "Man, you're a businessman. Why don't you say it's Shame on you, President Obama. You're the reason the cost of college is going up so much. Those types of of, of programs will continue to drive it, folks. I, I'm just getting going. We're going to have to go to a break right now. We'll be back with Mike Slater, Young Conservative, here in a minute
4: we
1: On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com.
5: Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
1: You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to Mickey at money-planning.com. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison show where we are seeking the truth. We're going to constantly ask, to ask the question why? And today we have with us ah. Mike Slater, young conservative from Sirius The Patriot. Um, and, and hopefully, Mike, we're gonna we are mm. gonna grow a few more Slater Crusaders. You guys are the professionals We've got you Andrew Wilkow, Mike Church, out there at, at SiriusXM. I don't know if I'm supposed to be really be promoting other radio shows during <laughs> my own show, but uh, you know, you guys are are the professionals at this. I don't know how long I'll be doing a, doing a show. I'm glad I'm getting an opportunity. But what you guys are working on and, and, and talking about. Freedom and liberty and, and understanding the, the founding of our country and, and how we got to where we are today. Those things are so much more important. And if I can just take the few weeks that I have here to introduce people to you guys, and my show will do whatever it's going to do. But you guys really have – have uh, uh, I just love listening to you. And we've uh, – you, Mike, you started something uh, on February fourteenth, two 2014. Called the it was the Liberty Tree app you launched it um, I I think I was one of the first people to sign up for it um you could probably I don't know if you can check and, and see if I'm lying about that but uh, well we can ask uh, them to
3: say. they can find out
2: <laughs> but uh, um you know there's some there's some relevance to picking that date
3: as well isn't there yeah no it's, it's actually amazing timing uh but February fourteenth was the this just last year was the four hundredth anniversary of the planting of the original Liberty tree in Boston. Like, what the heck? So we launched the- Did you do that on purpose, or did that just happen? We were near, we, like, we, we knew we wanted to launch within like this two-month-ish period, and we just did five seconds of research. and turns out that was the day the tree was planted. So we were like, okay, let's do it that day. Uh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. It worked out real nicely. Uh, but real quick, what you were saying in the beginning there, Mickey, about you know, your part, and thank you for the kind words and, and, and all that. Um, this, so one of the things we're doing underneath the Liberty Tree, and this is my favorite section, is the challenge section. Uh, because I don't think we need a political revolution in this country. I think we need a cultural revolution. Amen, um, brother. So I, and I'd love to talk more about this with you because this is really, really important. Um, so one of the sections is four sections of the app. One of the sections is the challenge section. And every week we're going to have someone else. And I'd love for you to issue one of our challenges, too. Every week we're going to have someone else issue a video challenge. And it can be anything. It can be political-based. It can be something like, you know, knock on doors for a political candidate you like. That would be a political challenge. But really we want to transcend politics in this section and talk about uh, family, talk about life, uh, talk about the things that really matter. Um, And that's going to change our culture. That's going to change our hearts. And then politics will come. And this week's challenge is from a fellow radio host. His name is Roger Hedgecock, National Host. Yep, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he's first class, and his challenge, if I can give it away, is what have you done to prove, to show, what action have you taken to prove that you are a conservative? It's easy to say you're a conservative. It's easy to uh, you know read the Constitution and quote some Founding Fathers, but what have you done? What action have you taken? And I love this challenge because I don't want to say it's broad, but it's, I mean, because it's very specific. Like, people, you have done specific things. It's just there's so many different things you can do this week to show, to prove you're a conservative. And I think yours is uh, so obvious. Like, you started your own radio show. Like, that's (laughs) awesome. And, And, like, I remember when I first started, I was super scared. And it takes a lot of courage to get out there and talk. And I don't know if people listening now uh, like. I challenge anyone. My mini challenge is just to talk about something for 30 seconds. It's hard to talk for 30 seconds or a minute straight. Uh, a well, that's why I need you on the show hour. because I'm not.
2: I'm not sure I could do that. You know, when you guys do those monologues. I haven't figured that one out yet. I guess I could rant and rave like I do on my car as I'm listening to you guys. but uh... <laughs> That's
3: good enough. That's all it is. My, my point is like you, that's your challenge. You've accepted the challenge, and you run with it, and you started your own radio show to spread the good word, and that's awesome. And every single person can do their own thing. Everyone is capable of doing something for the cause of freedom and liberty. No one is incapable of doing it. Everyone can do it. They just have to commit to it, and that's this week's challenge
2: yeah and, and Mike you it doesn't always have to be a radio show because some people's personalities you know I might freak out if I could actually see the people that were listening to me that might <laughs> that might be a, I might have an issue with that but sometimes it's just simple it's getting involved with kids lives you know one of the most uh, rewarding things that I have done is is to coach little league baseball we started a a concept with with our kids baseball team about 3 or 4 years ago we had we, we, we named the team the the Kings, and the Kings stood for kids in God's service. Mm-hmm. And what we wanted to do was, you know, we were going to go out and hand out pamphlets when we go play in baseball tournaments. We wanted to be competitive, um, we, but we want to have an impact on those, li- those kids' lives. And about uh, two years ago, I had a kid that played, had played on our team, and if Slade's listening, I won't say his last name, but if Slade's listening, um, he's the guy but uh this kid came onto the team and we weren't great and we're still not the kids are getting better um we're we're enjoying the game but there's so much to learn in in sports in general but we also had them do a few community service type deals and and some were really small they started off when they were 10 or 11 years old so we didn't really stick them out there this year they're 14 they might get to do a little bit more but um yeah, I don't know if my math was right when we started the Kings either. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they are 14 this year. But this kid, was, they were getting ready to move away. And, and just before he moved, he actually accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And the the church had him do a testimonial on film. And man, I almost broke down into, into tears when he gave our program credit for helping bring, it, bring him, him to Christ. And it was, you know, that's why we do it. That uh, it, it's to actually help those kids, and there's so many opportunities to do those types of things in your local community.
3: Oh, nonstop. You just need to—my my wife and I pray every morning uh, for God to help us keep our eyes open and help us see these opportunities and not just let them pass us by, because uh, they're all over the place. And sometimes we don't see them, sometimes we do, and we ignore them. Uh, so we pray for for that, too, uh, to not ignore those when the opportunities come. But uh, we got to take yeah. every opportunity, man. I'm just stoked that you've uh, – there's my California talking. I'm really excited that you've uh, <laughs> uh, taken these opportunities and molding kids lives. Gosh, any one of us can talk about uh, athletics and our glory days growing up. And uh, the lessons learned in sports had nothing to do with uh, throwing a ball or, for me, swimming down the pool. It was about you know, life. You-
2: you know, the you, you had this weekend, you, you talked a little bit about, uh, was it your grandfather or was it someone that called into your show and talked about their grandfather's impact on their life? Was that you? Yeah, yeah I was talking about my grandfather. And, you know, I, I emailed you shortly thereafter that uh, that my grandfather is my hero. Uh, and my grandfather was a guy that had, I don't remember, was seventh or eighth grade education. Um, you know, he he was a baseball guy he's the one that introduced my brother and I to to baseball and my dad as well uh, my dad's my other hero but uh my grand my grandfather you know he never took crap from us he he always expected us to to do more and you know i've what i watched him get laid off from a textile mill and, mm. and he never complained never complained one time he just Learned how to paint houses and started painting houses and did that until the day that he actually – he wound up uh, having a stroke. The toughest man I've ever seen. The man was having a stroke and drove himself home. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and only if, if he would only driven to a hospital instead of – said home. you know. But he was just feeling bad. But I can still remember those conversations with my grandfather. We would be sitting out and, and you talk about your Californian stoked while My redneck in South Carolina may come out here in a minute. But we – we would sit out in in the in the front yard at night and he had one of those handheld transistor radios where he would if there was a baseball game, it was usually the Braves, we could pick up the Braves. Yep. Or it would be it might be the Seneca American Legion baseball team in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But man, we had the greatest conversations and, and I still remember to this day, I was a catcher in college. And I remember him say, Mickey, the best pitch in baseball is a high and tight fastball. And you know what? He was right. If you had a guy that could throw a fastball. But, uh, you know, those are the lessons I think that, that we can actually we can learn is and, and I will throw out when we get to the to the next segment. We've got a few minutes left in this one, but I will talk about one of the challenges that I think we should really be looking at. And, you know, so much time, Mike, you know, you talk about being young conservative, but there are a lot of people that get turned off by by saying conservative, but really. What it is is we're about freedom. You know, I, I think that I probably fall more libertarian when it comes to politics. Now, when it comes to to my mm. personal life, I am I am mm. extremely conservative. But you know, I I just look at you know I want everyone in in the and that hears my voice to believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, as I believe you probably do too as well. Yep. And but. I understand that I can't force someone to do that, and I can't do that through legislation. And, and and I think that's one of the areas we have let get away from us is is having legislation do the work that we're supposed to do anyway. And part of my yep. my uh, challenge when we get back is is to do with the church. And I think I did I send you an email uh, shortly uh, about that challenge. What I think that uh, that the church could be doing. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Perfect. So, um, you know, um, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the about the Liberty Tree. I want to know what what drives Mike Slater. What drives Mike Slater, and what are the you know, obviously with the Liberty Tree app, I don't even know how to begin setting up something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, um, d- tell tell us more about about the app and things that we can find on it.
3: Yeah, well, again, free download in the App Store for your iPhone or your Android. Uh, always will be free. You'll never have to pay for this ever. Um, and there's four sections. with the, the news section where we just post the, the most compelling commentary and news today. Uh, the forum section where you can post whatever you want to sound off on, and it's great to get feedback from people all across the country. Uh, groups, this is going to be really exciting. This part is going to grow uh, more and more as time goes on. You can start your own group and join any group that exists, Uh, unless you want to start your own private group and invite people to it. And you can connect to the people within your group. And people have been starting groups off of anything. Uh, Location is a simple thing, but also different passions and interests they have. Um, You know, at SiriusXM, there are a lot of truckers. So there's a Brotherhood of the Highway group, uh, which has a bunch of members and people talking about trucking-related things, which has been great. Speaking of Mike Church, uh, he calls himself a small-R Republican. Uh, hey, and keep that thought government. to
2: yourself. Keep that thought to yourself. We're coming up on a break right now, and I do want yeah. to talk about the Mike Church Small R Republican that I can't find on there. I don't know how to sign up for it. So, folks, we'll be back with Mike Slater, Young Conservative, here in a minute.
0: Are you a single parent trying to create the balance between home life and work life? You may be running a successful business, but how are your relationships with your family and children? If you're one of the thousands of people trying to juggle it all, tune in to Straight Up with Chris, real talk on business and parenthood, hosted by Chris FSCU. Chris is the portrait of the success story, coming to the U.S. with no language skills, founding and growing several businesses while raising his daughter from age seven to adulthood as a single dad. Listen every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
4: Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about
5: stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspiring really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts
1: voiceamerica.com you are tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com. Now back to the show. Welcome
2: back to the Mickey Ellison Show. And I'm not going to waste any time this time talking about things that I want to talk about. Let's talk about what Mike Slater, young conservative from Sirius XM. The Patriot, and what was the the other? I, I keep forgetting this, Mike. I've got it somewhere on here where no. you're stationed uh, in San Diego.
3: Yeah, KFMB in San Diego. Uh, every every morning from nine to noon.
2: And before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about the the smaller Republican um, group that Mike Church has set up out there. And maybe do I need to get invited to that one, or is that is that one no. I should be able to find?
3: Yeah, so I remember listening now, if you just download Liberty Tree for free in the app store, just search for Liberty Tree. Uh, if you go to groups, the group section, uh, that one you have to type in. Uh, so you just type in uh, Republican, and it should pop up uh, as one of the options. You can just go ahead and join that group right away. Hey, and let's talk about what what Mike means
2: by small-R Republican, because we have plenty of Republicans that that are out there today. You know, I, I saw Daniel Boone show up at CPAC the other day from, from Kentucky with his with his musket. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what what was that about? I don't, I don't know what the Daniel Boone was about, but Daniel, uh, what you, you didn't see uh, our our. Uh, Senate Minority Leader, but oh, no, the, the musket.
3: Yeah, you're right. No, that okay. Perfect example of big R Republican. Uh, I mean, gosh, what a what a stage show! That was just ridiculous. What he tried to do, and I don't think anyone really bought it. Uh, we knew who the real Mitch McConnell is when it comes to politics. Um, but small R Republican, it's a simple idea. Mike Church is a better uh, description of this. But you have Republican capital R. That's the political party. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have a small R, which describes our Republican style of government. And real quick, we don't live in a democracy. If you ask Amen. 10 people, Thank you for saying yeah. that. If you ask 10 people, 9 out of 10, if not all 10, will tell you we live in a democracy. That's what we're taught growing up. We don't. Uh, our founding fathers hated democracy. They did everything they could to prevent a democracy from forming in America. There's been many democracies in history before. They all crumbled under mob rule. Um, so we are a republic. And the quickest definition I give of that is... A democracy is majority rule, and really it's uh, two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. And (laughs) a Republican, a smaller Republican state government, protects the rights of the minority, protects the right of the minority. So even if a uh, majority of people vote to kill Mike Slater, you can't do that. Majority does not rule there. We live, we live in a republic, which means my rights as an individual are protected even from a majority vote. Um, because
2: your rights are protected sus-
3: by the rule of law versus the rule of man, correct? Absolutely, versus a mob rule mentality. And, of course, we have elements of a democracy in the sense that we have to elect representatives and whatnot. But still, there's a limit to the power that representatives have, and then you have checks and balances and all the rest, and all that fits into a small-R Republican government, and that's so important, so incredibly important, and that that basic foundational point is not taught in our schools, and then you know everything screws up because of it. Well, and it's,
2: we're, we're taught as a democracy. Heck, you watch almost any news channel, and it talks about our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, and, <laughs> and I just want to scream, we do not live it. Well, we <laughs> do live in a democracy right now, and you're seeing what, what we get from it. Um, yeah. And, and and we have you know, I, I think you, you hit on it in, the, in a previous segment talking about the cultural change and and the cultural change is, you know, let, let's take the majority of people. I believe in the United States, if you told them to go to their neighbor's house and steal the money out of their neighbor's wallet, they would absolutely go. There's no way I'm going to do that. But yet they can't see how through taxation they're doing the exact same thing.
3: If I had one wish in in the political realm, uh, it would be that people would understand and recognize that distinction you just made right there. That's the bottom bottom line. And it's amazing that, yes, people would never go into their neighbor's house and steal money from them. But no one has a problem having me go in and steal money from their neighbor to give it to you. For some reason, that disconnect right there makes it okay, and that's all the government does. And and you're just taking money from people, and that's not appropriate. It's not moral, Um, and I don't even think it's theft. It's theft. theft. It needs that. We need to look at it that way
2: and no other way. You know, the the tax code to me is is actually, and good gosh, I'm probably at risk saying this one, Um, (laughs) but the the, but that's sad that I actually have to say that as well. You know, I listen to you guys' shows, and, and this is an aside. How many tax help services are being advertised out there right now on these different shows? Should that not be a sign to us that we have a problem? Oh, sure.
3: that, a, a flat tax would get rid of all that. Oh, it would get rid of all of it. I, I don't. I, I. It just blows no me. Yeah, we have eighty thousand or, no, or no income tax, which is what we had for most of American history. No income tax. Think about this. I'm it. for most of American history, there was no federal income tax no <laughs> it was zero so i even hate these discussions about them oh, should it be 34 percent or 31 like no zero it should be zero like it was for most of american history
2: yeah and and i think what our, our taxation is actually backwards in the united states if you're going to have a higher tax it should be in the municipality or the state that you live in versus sure. the federal government and i don't want it at that level either but you know the the nice part about the the taxation especially i think you get it as small down as, as far as you want to go i told someone the other day we're driving down the road i said you know what we've got all these little small towns in, in kansas which i'm sure you do in in california as well that you drive through in their big speed traps so we've got one town mm-hmm. um bel-, bel air which there you go there's a california town <laughs> too but bel air that has a multi-million dollar city hall they have yeah policeman i'm not knocking police please do not give me send me hate mail because it's saying i don't Mm -hmm. love police because i do love police but these guys are sitting on the side of the road stopping people for going 38 and a 35 and 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 it just blows my mind that you've got a town of three or four thousand people and you know i'm just hitting the tip of the iceberg with some of the issues you guys have out there but we have a multi-million dollar city hall that for what i I think it would be nice How about we have us we create our own little town our own little municipality that says, "Look, we do want police, and here's what it's going to cost you if you're going to live in this town to have police. If you're going to own a home it's going to or if you're going to live here, we're all going to pay x amount of dollars to have the police that's what it costs to have them if we want to have them that's what we're going to do and we vote on
3: that the It ties back to milton Friedman's four ways to spend money. And it's brilliant, and people should just Google that, and there's a YouTube video. It's two minutes long. Four ways to spend money. And the worst of the four ways is for someone else to spend someone else's money on someone else. <laughs> and that's what, that's, what politi- that's what government is. They take someone else's money to spend it on someone else. And when you do that, you're wasteful with it, so you spend more money than you should, and you don't even care what the quality of it is. And that's what happens with all the – there's a million, a trillion examples of what you just said. We have 10 of them in San Diego, I can think of off the top of my head, of government taking people's money and just wasting it on wasteful projects like that, as opposed to asking what's the most – what's the least amount of money we can spend to supply X amount of service. Instead, they're just like, well, we want to do this. Let's just spend 10 times as much as we need to because it's someone else's money anyway. Who cares?
2: Well, and, and we can make sure that, that the, uh, the folks that help contribute to our campaigns get paid for doing those jobs yeah. as well. But uh, it, it, it just blows, blows me away. I, I, was do, I, I am once a week, on, actually it's Wednesdays as well, but on Wednesdays I go in with Joseph Ashby. I don't know if, if you know who Joseph Ashby is or not. No. Um, Joseph has, has been on, um, on the Blaze a couple of times. He's got a son named Titus, who is shot Titus. Who, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that Well, Joseph is his dad. And I, I'm on with him once a week, and we were talking about one of the. We, Wichita, for those that don't know, has a a large um, aerospace industry, and they were talking about the tax breaks that they were going to give to one of the companies that that was they're trying to expand or whatever it might be. You know, I just looked at Joseph and said, you, you ever wonder what would happen if we passed those same tax breaks to everybody?" Yeah. How much you couldn't keep businesses out of Wichita, Kansas yeah. if you would just make it easier for them to do business? You know, yeah. we we have a small financial planning firm here in town, and there's only there's two planners here, and in this small town, we've got a building that. Runs twenty twenty five thousand dollars 25000 a year in, in property taxes. Mike, that could be the difference in me opening the business or not. I already have yeah. to deal with the mortgage on the building. Now you're going to throw another twenty five grand at me?
3: Amazing. Um, and I love what you said right there. So here in San Diego, so California, Tesla Motors. Tesla makes those uh, cool electric cars that look uh-huh. like sports cars. They go like 060 in a couple seconds. They're off. Um, but they just decided to not open up their new $2 billion factory that was going to build batteries, and employ 6,500 people, not to open and build the factory in California because of, as anyone can know, like taxes, regulations, and whatnot. They're going to build it in either Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, or Nevada, low-tax state. Um, and, I mean, we're, we're talking here in San Diego, it's 6,500 jobs. And people are saying, well, why don't we offer Tesla some tax breaks? So they would come here. And and as appealing as that may be, well, what about the Mickey Ellison businesses of San Diego? And, like, what about the guys who work down the street from my studio and from my house? And it, like, there's tons of businesses here in every city that deserve tax breaks just the same. So just lower taxes across the board on everyone. I don't like picking winners and losers. And uh, it seems like that's the situation you're describing in Kansas
2: yeah, I think it's just the situation um, throughout throughout the country, and it, it just, it, to me, it's just common sense. But uh, you know, I don't know if it's if it's education. I, you know, I, I was having I was riding down the road a, a couple years ago with with my who is now a thirteen year old. We were driving down the road and we were we're talking about education. I think one of the failures of education, in my opinion, is that we we have an education system that teaches kids how to be employees versus how to be. Yeah. Small business owners, and and I, you know, maybe we could teach kids how to look at their own job as a small business because technically that's what it is. You're out there selling yourself to, be a, but we're driving down the road and we were talking about. I said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You know, he's, he's ten at the time, so he didn't really have a clue. He wants to be a fireman or baseball <laughs> player or whatever, and he's got my will, so he better be able to hit. So, um, we're we're, we're driving, and I said, "What about that building business over there?" He says, "What do you think?" I he says. Yeah, it's a, it was an engineering firm. I said, would you uh, – do you want to be one of the employees of that or would you want to be the owner? He says, well, heck, I would want to be the owner. I said, why don't we spend time learning how to be the owner then versus mm. being the employee? But, you know, it's almost gotten to the point where with rules and regulations, it makes it almost impossible to be the owner anymore, and it's easier just to be the employee. And I'm right on the break because I, I – and I have a tendency to talk too much, ask my wife. We'll be back in a minute with Mike Slater.
0: Make our world a better place But not sure where to start Tune into Better Worldians Radio With the creators of the social game on Facebook Called A Better World Join hosts Ray, Mary Sue And Gregory Hansel Who will inspire you to make a big difference In small ways They'll speak to experts, authors, volunteers And everyday people who are changing the world daily Better Worldians Radio Is heard live every Thursday At 11 a.m. Eastern Time 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety.
4: It's time to take a new look at some of life's changing moments. It's time to listen to an expert who has been there and can provide insight through experience, studies, and enlightening guests. Tune in to Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets. Host Lindsay Levinson takes a look at relationships, parenting, health and wellness, divorce, depression, sexuality, philanthropy, and mental health. You'll look at everything you know in a different way. Illuminating Now, Lindsay's Life Secrets, airs Wednesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety.
5: Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: are tuned to the mickey ellison show to connect with the show today please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or you can drop mickey an email to mickey at money-planning.com now back to the show
2: welcome back to the mickey ellison show and with me today is mike slater young conservative uh, we're here to build some more Slater Crusaders uh, through through the radio show, but you've got to listen to mine before you go. We're on different days anyway, right, Mike? <laughs>
3: yeah, there's plenty of room for everyone to listen to everyone, no doubt.
2: There we go. But uh, you know, we, Mike has uh, I, I get introduced to you, Mike, several years ago on on a Sunday morning, I, right before we go to church. I will mm-hmm. go down and I I this is my stretching day, and you know I'm stretching to Mike Slater on 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 the radio, but uh, you know you you uh i'm really impressed with what what you do um young conservative i used to think of myself as the young conservative then i see you just shoot a picture over here of of, of you and i'm not so young anymore um <laughs> i look but uh uh you know it, it's what you have created recently and, and i think this is this is the reason i wanted you on the show was the liberty tree app and um the liberty tree app you can you can go to what the app store with with apple with iTunes and find it that's where I got it um, yeah, how else can they get it? just
3: like any other app. Yeah, totally free, too. And,
2: you know, you, you talked about um, coming together. And one thing you said in one of the previous segments, though, is rather than just, you know, there's plenty of talk shows and plenty of, you know, it's big business to complain. Mm. And, and there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, they may believe in their heart, but we're just simply sitting back and complaining and complaining and complaining. And what I hope happens with, with the app that you created is it creates action because yeah. we can sit here and, and talk all we want, but until, we, until that talk turns into action, nothing's going to get done. Yep.
3: No doubt. And, and, and that's why part of the uh, – there's so many things I'm excited about, it, but the group section, I think it's going to be really great. So As more and more people join the app, um, people will be able to form groups of many things, including uh, location. And then uh, those groups can communicate about whether it means meeting together in person or uh, for some sort of event or a rally or a cause, a candidate, whatever it is. I mean, it's turning, connecting into action. And that's what the original Liberty Tree was all about. They met underneath a place. It happened to be a tree. And that's where they decided what to do. <laughs> Not just what to complain about, but what to actually do. And that's what sparked the revolution. So that's what we're trying to do again.
2: Yeah, and, and despite the problems that we have today, we still live in—we have it pretty good. But we—if we do not act vigilantly, vigilantly, we're going to lose that. And one of the things I wanted to talk about as far as a challenge—and I don't know if we really want to throw it out there—but I sent you an email the other day that, you know, if I—if we start talking about welfare and, and how we we want to eliminate welfare, well, suddenly we hate poor people if we say that with the right in the wrong circles. And, and I don't hate poor people; I love to try to help poor people. And here's what I think we, we could do, and we could really, really do this on a, on a local level, and I mean really local in our own churches. I believe if churches today, and not everyone listening to the show is religious, but you could do it in your group, but if churches today would do, there, there's about a few things that Christ called us to do. One was to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, take care of widows and orphans. What do those things do in the, the, through government? That's welfare, Right. Yep. that's that's what we're doing through welfare if if the church will make a concerted effort not necessarily to create smaller government although that might be a result but if the church will make a concerted effort today say, you know what we're going to do everything within our power to make sure no one in our own congregation is yeah. dependent on government and do it such- each church and it can't you know it, it sounds like a really really big deal big big thing huge goal to go from but not if you do it in each individual church once we get that taken care of now we can really come out and and start to help others and we 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 have gotten so caught up i believe in many of the churches that we're building nice buildings we're trying to attract people with with good entertainment i'm not knocking those things those things are fun they're nice to have but ultimately we are here to serve it's just like our kids' baseball team. Kids in God's service. That's what we're ultimately here. And if we will ever, ever learn to serve one another versus trying to get what I want, what I want, what I want. It's a funny thing, and you've probably seen this happen. How many times do you wind up getting what you want because you serve someone else?
3: Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, but once you serve, it's the greatest gift. Yeah,
2: and and you've got to, You don't know, you don't serve trying to to. Uh, Get what you want out of it. You serve just because to serve. You mentioned earlier some of the little things that we we could do. Sometimes the little thing we could do on, and your wife, you and your wife uh, pray about it each morning. Sometimes it might just be opening that door at the at the at the gas station and smiling at someone that just needed a smile right then. Yeah, yeah.
3: And and that and that was our purpose for that day. You know, a little it can even be a little thing like that. I love it. Uh,
2: and it's just being being nice to people um it, it it's not that hard to to be nice, but we live in a society where if we try to to do something you know for I don't see how people run for politics. I don't understand how they do that because they may be truly going to serve, but the next thing you know, your entire family's been drugged through the mud yeah, and, and yeah. they're bringing out things that that maybe I did when I was eighteen or nineteen years old. You know maybe I learned something from that you know I have a experience in my life. And in this for this business that I'm in, I know what it's like to be two hundred thousand dollars in debt with with mm. no way of paying it back. I know what that's like. Um, you know, I also know what is what it's like to uh, to have a dream, just go away. You know, I laugh about today. I laughed about how it wasn't really that good in baseball, but you know, you know, why I have a degree at Vanderbilt University, Mike. What? The reason I have a degree from Vanderbilt University is because I had to pass my classes to be eligible to play baseball and somewhere around my junior or senior year I thought maybe I ought to graduate yeah. <laughs> but hey we only have yeah. a few minutes left so I want you to take the last few minutes of, of the show and me stop talking so much and let you talk and uh, again I want to make sure people know how to uh, uh, find the Liberty Tree app you know if you actually uh, email me it's Mickey and it's spelled like the mouse Mickey at money-planning dot com <laughs> Or you can actually tweet me at, at KeepFaith14 for information if you don't have a chance to uh, um, to, to write it down. But uh, if you do those things, I will help get you in touch with Mike or with with the app and show you how to do that. We are in the process of creating a Mickey Ellison web page. It doesn't exist yet. But um, when we do that, I, I hope you will let me um, guide people to the Liberty Tree once yeah. we do that.
3: Absolutely. Let, let me just take 30 seconds, and I'll – uh, echo your sentiments before. Um, people complain a lot about outsourcing in this country, uh, how we outsource the manufacturing or whatever. I think the biggest thing we do, the most harmful thing we've done, is outsource our uh, helping our fellow man for the government. Um, and because over the last few decades we've done that, we've let the government take care of people with welfare, we feel like we don't have to do it anymore. And the government can't do it. They can't help a fellow man. They can't do it because they can't do it. They can't reach people where they are, and they can't help people on an individual level. Uh, It's impossible for the government to do that, Uh, and we can, and churches can. They can break destructive habits, and and whatever this this individual person needs to be successful, the church can help that person do that. So if we want to be effective in truly helping people, we have to take that responsibility back from the government, impose it back on ourselves, and it's not a burden, it's a blessing. And if we do that, then I think that's the biggest thing we can do to take our country back and and uh, succeed and thrive, and not only be a prosperous country, but a moral country as well. Well,
2: and, and you have on uh, go. You've got to go get the Liberty Tree app to uh, read the or listen to the part. There's Bob in Virginia that called to to end Mike's show, and and what Bob did is what I believe the actual church could do on a, on a much grander scale, yeah. and, and help. He took in a family. He didn't have to take in this uh, in a family that that just needed a. What was it he said? He, they needed a hand up, not a hand out. and uh mike we are coming to the end of the show man i really appreciate you coming on this week and um i hope to talk to you some more in the in the future and maybe one of these days when when i'm not half asleep on sunday morning i'll give you i have no excuse to be half asleep because you're up at 6 a.m i'm up at 8 (laughs)
3: but (laughs) But, uh, uh mike you let the people know you're calling in and we'll put you right to the front of the line every time all
2: right man hey i appreciate you doing the show this week folks go get the liberty tree app go get it right now get it today and uh Thank you, Mike Slater, for being on with us. Mike Slater, My Young Conservative. Mickey. See you guys next Thank
1: you, week. Bro. Thanks so much for joining us on The Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here too.